Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have returning guest and good friend Christina Hutchinson is here. Yeah, yeah, she's here I'm from here. the really successful and well-known Guys We Fucked podcast. Thank you. Congrats! I feel like it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It seems like it's going that way, and I'm very glad about it. Yeah, because well, we don't need TV. <laughs> so many people are going into podcasts. I still like yeah. visuals personally yeah I do too yeah I like both but um I mean I see you guys having a visual something soon yeah I do we I do too it's, yeah. just, it's just a matter of like when those right idea come along that makes sense that someone's yes. like gonna water down yes exactly well you guys already have the brand you're both beautiful funny I mean it just it's obviously gonna happen thanks Key. <laughs> it's but just about the it, right fit but you know what I'm thinking I'm like you don't have to be on tv Amen. You really don't. And I never really thought about that before, but I'm like, because someone, because we're, uh, you know, I was talking to my manager and, and he was like, yeah, or who was I talking to? It was like a comic. And they were like, you know, you got your own following. That's like the amount of following you would have if you had like a show that was mildly successful. You don't really need TV. I'm like, yeah, this is just, I guess we could just keep doing what we're doing. Like, that's also a great option. So, well, I mean, but I'm obsessed with the creative challenge. We're right about, like, I've been seeing a lot of uh, Robin Williams memory stuff because I guess we're at an anniversary yes. of his passing. And, you know, he's such a reminder because he was so brilliant, so talented, and yet struggled and battled with uh, depression and anxiety. And I know I battle that. I won't speak for you. Oh, yeah, I have, especially lately. Depression, like, it's been just coming up. Close for, the shades, close the doors, don't leave the house for days. Yes, seriously. Yeah. So it's like, look, it, we're already making a living off of following our dreams, mm -hmm. you know? So the happiness or whatever you want to call it, it's already here. Yeah. What we're trying to learn to do is actually feel alive and uh, the actual gratitude for our happiness because most of us are still so numb. True, very true. Because we had to be to survive childhoods it was, and society. Yeah, it, was, it was a defense mechanism or a survival skill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you're already fucking killing it. Thank you. I feel, I I never want to feel like I'm killing it only because then I don't ever want to get lazy. I don't but, see you ever. You and Corinne, obviously. Like, you guys are both so hungry. Very hungry. And, and, and that's, I want to, yes. What I, my only goal in life is to keep that alive until I die. Or until I think I'm it's tired. impossible. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it, it's go, it's impossible for it to die because I yeah. ju it's just it's in your blood. It's thanks, thank yeah. you. It feels like it's yeah. That well, that's why that we were talking about TV earlier. That's why I am kind of obsessed with trying to figure it out because I just I I want to feel my way through it and just follow my creative gut. You know what I mean? And that's something that I feel like gets shit on throughout the process when there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Well, ultimately. And this is what I've been trying to say to everyone in entertainment and not. You are the only one yeah. who knows your path and knows what you want to create and express. And when we look at, because I used to be an art teacher and I took art history in mm -hmm. college. When you look at the great artists, I mean, let's take Van Gogh. He died thinking he was unsuccessful, yeah. quote unquote. Like, but he did he, was his success though not until after he died or was he successful? After he died. Okay, so no one truly gave a shit about his paintings. No one gave him the validation he was craving while he was alive. Wow. And who, do you know what happened? Like one guy one day was like, that's starry night. You know what? 
that's actually real good. Never mind, guys. It's like Beanie Baby appraisal. Like <laughs> now the 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 camel's worth a thousand dollars when I was nine years old and my mom would take me, you know, my parents own like a toy store, collected toy store, but now it's like a dollar. So it's like, who decides? That's why no matter what, just do what you love doing because it's so up in the air or there's a better word for it, but it's like, well, it's, it's everybody's own interpretation of what is good. Exactly. Sometimes you luck out and you hit something that's universal, but then something like Van Gogh, I mean, art is, you already have. I feel like because you trying well you and Corinne took a subject matter that is so funny how taboo it still is in many places I right I know I always forget it's crazy but it is and you guys are both funny and friendly and approachable because you're trying to unite a lot of people and saying like no matter what your stance is on your sexuality talk about it yeah Listen to us talk about it. It doesn't have to be so uptight or whatever. And, um, and you know, you and I were talking in the car and we can get right into it is that, you know, I've been celibate for about two years now mm-hmm. for a reason. And my celibacy isn't me giving up on men and it's not me giving up on my own future romance. It was me saying, you know what? I'm not opening up my legs until someone has really earned it and I'm sure vice versa because men give it up before a woman's really earned their heart yeah yeah or they they don't even think to go there yeah it's like because it's cool to just lay all the chicks yeah Yeah. and it's interesting because you have a podcast called guys we fucked and guys we yeah guys I don't know why when I said fucked I was like yeah guys we fucked yeah I was like wait it's supposed to be guys we fuck no it's fucked anyway sorry I had a brain thing but um but the point is is like there's one thing to say you're allowed to explore what's right for you. Mm-hmm. And and look, I definitely obviously have had sex because I have a 12 year old and yes. next month or next week he'll be 12. But it's like I hit a point where I'm like, no, no, no. I am personally not giving that up until really someone knows I am the one yeah. and is willing to go for it for real and take that leap with me. Cause I'm willing to, when I know that my twin flame is here and ready, whoever that is, mm-hmm. I will, I would love to experience that kind of true intimacy. And I yeah. want it to be romantic with both of us writing poems to each other and just, I, I'm not competing with other women for it. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. feel Less that like that whole negging thing people do. I'm not Ugh, doing any of that. Yeah. That's Men and women. It. Stop it. Yeah. All the time. Just um, Yeah. We were talking about it. There's it's interesting because I really do feel like I personally and I know a lot of women just don't let men earn. It's like it, it, earning sex kind of like um, and you then they think they can get away with the same shitty behavior. Like if you treat me like shit and then we have sex, it's it's validating you treating me like shit in a way. And that's not slut shaming. That's just like respect yourself that's all that is so yeah i'm trying to uh i've only had sex with two people since the breakup one of them is a guy i really like really yeah i like first of all okay so uh, we're catching up now yeah okay fortunately unfortunately whatever yeah but how long ago was your breakup april end of april okay so So it's recent ish but it's four months yeah but you've been have you been grieving it still oh my god yeah you guys were on the train (laughs) did you yeah he emailed me. Oh, okay. So how long were you guys together for? Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Well, it's good because I really, like when I feel, I'm doing this thing now, when I feel sad about it, I'll just cry. I don't care if I'm on a podcast or I'm in public by myself. Like I will. And it's so nice because my friend, I have a good friend, Claire, and she's always like, 
she tells me like she if she cries once a day but she because you know obviously if she didn't feel the urge she wouldn't but when she feels like she needs to cry sometimes before she leaves the house she just for like a minute and then she's like oh I feel great and the other night I, I, I thought of Claire and I was like you know what I'm I feel myself pushing down emotions I feel like I want to cry yeah I'm just gonna cry I wailed like a baby drooled on my pillow yes and I felt amazing afterwards so I was like oh that's what you got to do you have to that's cry the key. if you don't release it it festers it feels awful crying is so sometimes though some people can't touch their tears and then just oh, touch I, I can. that <laughs> that's a gift by the yeah. way, I wonder if it's Cry the same right Claire that we're, <laughs> that we're uh, close friends with. Is no, she... well, I know her from high school. Oh, you know her? From... Okay, then yeah. it's not. She's, oh, she... you would love her. She's a Montessori school teacher. She's amazing. Where Where does she live? In Brooklyn. Really? Yeah, I've well, known her hey, since high Claire. school. She's, oh, she's amazing. She's one of my favorite humans. Do you think she'll be, well, first of all, because this is going to come out late tonight slash tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to edit this real quick. Nice. Saturday, our tickets already all sold out. Oh, um, the night portion is, I think we have some day portion tickets. So Guys, tell them what's, yeah. Oh. I'm so excited for this. Okay, so Karen and I, she had brought this idea to me. She, she's like, we should do like a day of charity because we're always telling people to do something other than retweet a, a, a online petition because, you know, right. we, we really believe in being active in your community and, you know, um, being involved and helping out. It'll make you feel like a person. It'll make, it's just, it'll just make everybody better. And uh, so we have on August 18th, which is a Saturday, uh, Guys We Fest. It's our first one. Uh, there's a day portion and a night portion. You can buy either a day pass, night pass, or both. I think night, night passes are the ones that are sold out. But um, during the day, we're going to have booths. It's in this place called City Point, uh, Brooklyn Studios in City Point, which is basically like a shopping center mall. It's gorgeous. It's brand new. There's a Target in it. It's so it's so nice. Um, it's this giant venue. We're going to have a lot of booths with charity organizations that are actively seeking volunteers. We're going to have uh, Kate do Woo-hoo! tarot card readings. Yes. Um, my friend Alana, who's an amazing painter, she's going to be selling her paintings and doing portraits of people. Um, we're going to have puppies that need to get adopted. Adopted Kittens will be there. I'm... I am terrified because I can't have a pet right now, but I know I'm going to go home with an animal. I mean, if I fall in love with one of them, they're mine. So we'll see. Um, we're going to have, um, I'm, I'm curating this booth called Fuckers Anonymous because <laughs> so many people email us about all these things. So I'm going to have all these notebooks and like kind of art that you can decorate your the piece of paper if you want to, but kind of like writing down what you're afraid of, what you don't want to tell anybody, what you're so scared to tell somebody. And truly it'll be anonymous because you won't have your name. You just kind of pin it up. And so, and then you can see, you can read everybody else's uh, thing. So we're just having a lot of booths like that. I'm very excited. I um, can't wait. I'm so happy I get to be a part of it. Yeah. I might stay then. And t- I didn't know there was also a night portion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally stay. I might come and hang. Will there yeah. be music and stuff? There, yeah. So during the day, there's going to be music too. There's gonna, We're going to have like light entertainment uh, and a, like a magician, reformed horse, Sarah Dooley. They're going to be performing during the day while like the flea market kind of things going on. And then at night, yeah, it's going to be comedy. Really? Yeah, Jessica Kearson, Michael Che, Mehran Kagani, me, Corinne, and Harrison Greenbaum. Oh my, so is that going to be going on while there's still booths and things? No, or? the night portion is just, oh. so there's going to be a three-hour gap in between. Got so it. the day portion is 10 a.m. to th- to 4 p.m. Oh, and at the end of the day portion, we're doing a live podcast of Guys oh. We Fucked. Oh, really? Yeah. So the booths are all going down at three. They're like the tearing it. down. Um, three to four live podcast, and then then everybody we have to kind of kick people out so we could set up the stage area. Got it. And then from eight to ten thirty is the night thing. Hell yeah! Well, guys, I'll be there at the day section doing uh, tarot readings. Yeah. So come on through and check out everything. Um, anyway, yeah, I I love that you guys are using your voice and your following to do 
I mean, this is your first big of this kind of yeah. event, but you guys, I think, are always helping out. We try. Yeah, because it's like you guys helped have, me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, like, if you're going to have, you know, you use your voice responsibly when when you want to. You don't always have to. I truly believe that you don't always have to be yeah. fighting for causes because that's exhausting. Truly, it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, but when you feel like it, do it. And so, yeah, half the proceeds are going to new alternatives, which um, they work with homeless LGBT teenagers who've been basically kicked out of their home because they're gay, trans, whatever. That still happens, surprisingly. Um, Awful. And and, uh, the other half is going to the Reproductive Health Access Project. And their goal is to train clinicians to be able to give full scope reproductive health care, a.k.a. if you want an abortion, not enough doctors are trained how to do that. Your gynecologist should know how to administer an abortion. It's a very simple, safe procedure, but they're not trained in it. So this this um, uh, this company, this organization aims to just train doctors to give, if you want to have a baby, you want a pap smear, whatever, you, whatever reproductive health care you need, they will train doctors to be able to get full service health care. I think what I want to see, the, and it is already happening in the world, is just more of us talking about things like sex ed and even drug ed and all these things. Yeah. Because when it remains taboo, you can't really get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, when it comes to pro-choice, pro-life, STDs, anything in that range, everyone's allowed to choose at the end of the day what's right for them. But you can't even get there when you don't even know who you can talk to about it. I know. And so many people can't talk to people about it. And how it's isolating and, and lonely it is to, let's say you're in high school, your parents are super anti-sex, you go and you do it, then you get an STD and you have nowhere to turn. And you're you scared so to go to the doctor. Yeah. But you didn't have the, the knowledge. How could you have known? No one talk. I mean, the way that they talk about it in schools, it's, it's still... Sad. I know it's just not real. Yeah. And and kids respond to real conversations. And look, I've been celibate for two years. So when I just because I'm open, it's not like I'm going around everyone being like, just go fuck and do drugs. And like, yeah, being open doesn't mean a certain decision. Yeah. Being open is just Falling being open heart. to discussing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And yeah. Ex- and speaking honest, honestly. Yeah. Yes. But most people are still stuck in this like because that's politeness. what we were raised as. Yes, because that, that's the, that's what you know, and it's like oh, that's so sad to be in that box. And once you break out of the box, you're like, this is way better. Why is it? Why doesn't everybody get out of the box? I get mad at myself when I break out, and I'm like, wow, why was I staying in it for so long? Because you were. That's all you knew. It's scary. I mean, it's how? Scary. I mean, it's it's surprise. It's great that you broke out. You know, even. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's uh, we read an email. I thought this was so interesting. Oh, we read it. So the podcast is going to be happening on Friday. So um, that's coming out on Friday. Of this girl, she only masturbates to videos of childbirth. (laughs) And she described it. She went into detail because she was like, when the woman shits, that makes me so aroused. I have not told a single soul about this my whole life. I think she's 24. She doesn't know why. She's felt this way since she was six. She's never told a single soul. She said she was shaking while she was writing the email. And we read the email and she described and she's like, I don't want to be pregnant. I don't think pregnant women are arousing. I, ha- I have, I'm, I'm interested in men. I'm straight. I have sex, but I, I've never let anybody on this. I'm like, and Corinne and I read the, and it was very specific. She went into detail and I was thankful because I, I was like, I'm fucking curious. I want to know like what? I don't know what the connection is. If, if anything, when we read it is just to see, I'm like, guarantee somebody else has these same feelings, no matter how specific they are. I guarantee you. But also like, I get it. I get it. Like, I feel like a woman 
give, I don't know what this means psychologically, but I also feel like a woman giving birth to a child, that's one of the most powerful forces on the planet. You should be like, it's not that weird, I don't think. And so just to kind of be able to talk about something that left field for everybody in a, yeah, I get it. That's kind of badass, a woman giving birth. So like, it could, I could understand how you would get really aroused by it. And just having that and that, hopefully that'll encourage her to Fascinating. talk to a therapist because I'm like, you should talk to a therapist because I want to know. Well, and also at the end of the day, only you know your own truth. So it's like, yeah. we can all give theories. I mean, the powerful thing is, I think, brilliant because it is such a big, and it's also- it's like the biggest deal. It's how we all got here. Well, you know how they give those exercises for- um, teenagers to look at their vaginas to get oh, to know them. This yeah. is that's almost like that times a I million mean, on steroids. It's like the gateway to the entry of the world. Yeah, is what you're watching. Yeah, I mean that's the craziest thing. I mean I don't, I I. It, but it's interesting because every time I see I'm on, uh, I watch a television show or a movie or a reality show or anything where there's a woman in labor giving birth, I always cry. I really? always cry because I'm just like. It's such a powerful thing, even if it's being fictionalized in a comedy way, I cry. Because I just, yeah. I, but that's the response it elicits in me. And for you, or for this girl who wrote this email, it's, she gets really horny. Okay. Let me, it reminds me of this thing I saw on Facebook. And this is a very controversial thing. Like even on Facebook, people were freaking out where a couple people did these TED Talks this year um, around pedophilia. Oh, did you I see this? No, but I want to. I am fascinated with this. People were jumping on it in a way that I didn't feel was fair. And I'll explain why. Am I for pedophilia? No. The fact that you even have to say that is is indicative of the way everybody acts. Exactly. And it's kind of, it's bullshit. It's like, no one's for pedophilia. Pedophiles even aren't for pedophilia. Do you think you, that you want to be, have those evil thoughts in your head? That fucking sounds terrible. Who wants to be a pedophile? No one is the answer. Well, some of these talks were based on that thing where it's like, look, you know, no one's saying go through and act out on pedophilia. What yeah. they were trying to say is, if it's what a lot of people are into, we have to look at that and understand what's going on because you can't change truth. And if there's a truth exactly. that there are a, a lot of people who are unfortunately attracted to children, to me, is that disgusting? Well, yes and no in the sense of don't you dare fucking look at my son oh. like you can. However. I, I know. I'm like, if yeah. I have a nephew, I'm like, if anybody fucking touched him, <laughs> I'll slit your throat and your family's throat. I don't care. Like, I, that's the anger that that would have rated me. But at the same time, that's my emotions. That's my personal, like, that's my, that's You Brantley. can't change what your body is attracted to. I know. But it doesn't mean you act on it. And these. I, and if the, I would, I would be gay. I would be a lesbian in a goddamn second. Well, there you go. You guys heard it That's first. Proof. I, but I, I wish <laughs> well, I'm but, not attracted to women. But it's like, and it's not <laughs> even about sex, just sexual attraction. People, like the thoughts we sometimes have, they can be weird, morbid. Oh, yeah. It doesn't All mean we, yeah, well, that's why porn is not just um, so popular, but why it's so hidden is because we're all ashamed of these parts within us that we don't want to admit to. But these talks, we're just trying to say, let's actually address this topic from a place of truth instead of sweeping it under the table. There are some people that live amongst us who are attracted to children. Do I quote unquote like it? No. But until we start talking about it and actually have some empathy who have uncontrollable um, tendencies or attractions, it can't change. It might even just be the fear of like, sometimes 
something becomes so strong because you're trying to not even admit you have an inkling. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you admit to the inkling, suddenly the desire goes away. So once again, Christine and I are both not saying, yay, pedophilia, okay? But when we pretend that it doesn't exist, the problem doesn't go away. I asked at one point on the podcast, I'm like, one thing like I learned about people is that a lot of people who wrote us emails have been molested as children from their family members, non-family members. No one believed them or the stepdad touched the girl when she was five and the mother's on the da- stepdad side and tale is old this time, unfortunately. And so I was like, so there has to be some pedophiles listening to this podcast. Please write us an email and tell me what the fuck, please. I, I want to know. And the guy wrote us, he made a fake email address and he wrote us and he told, but, and this is, I thought it was really interesting because I was like, I kind of figured that, you know, like those Instagram accounts of like hot kids, like fucking seven-year-old little girls in like no, JonBenet never... Ramsey's oh, like on Instagram, basically. They upset me. <laughs> That's what they jerk off to. That's P.S. crazy. Yeah. So parents, when you're putting your seven or eight year old in yeah. a pageant, just so you know, I'm not saying you can't do it. I, I, yeah. And that's that's the other thing. When it's you like, make your eight year old look like they're 30. Yeah. Oh, some of that shit is don't don't put a bikini top on a five year old girl, please. I I, I I don't know. I don't know. I and but maybe maybe that's I don't know. I'm not I, against five year olds wearing bikinis if they feel still kid appropriate. or yeah. something. I've seen things on Instagram, though. The, yeah. the guy actually mentioned a few accounts and I looked at them because I was curious and one of them I was like, this feels like child porn. This doesn't even feel like a, a, a curated kid's thing. But then you go one uncomfortable step deeper and you go, is that better than him touching a kid? I, I don't, I feel like probably. Well, obviously, but also, touching kids is um, two one of the, of the worst, right? It's like, yeah, you're going to ruin, that you're ruining murder. a child's life. You're ruining a child's soul. Yeah, I mean, no, you are. It's like, it's so terrible. once again, the worst thing you can do, but this is not going to get solved until we start understanding yeah. why this keeps happening. Yes. And and uh, that guy said that he uh, was too afraid to go to a therapist because they were going to call the cops on him. Exactly. So what the fuck? So then no one gets help. So no one gets help. And also too, I mean, I'm curious, like, <clears throat> I know my mom when I was a kid, she said, don't talk to strangers. Don't, if a stranger tries to give you something or tries to touch you, come come to the nearest adult you trust. But you know, I'm. I also am curious if parents, and I don't know if this is appropriate because I don't have kids. So you tell me. I'm curious what you think. But if someone touches you in a sexual way, how do you know that that's a sexual way when you are prepubescent? Right? Should you be explained that that's a se- that's he was touching you in a sexual way? Like I don't even know. Anything and would that, that makes you uncomfortable? Would that do less damage if you were molested? I don't know. I think what we're learning, even as adults, and it doesn't have to be just in the sexual category, when something makes you uncomfortable, you have every right. This is where we go wrong as adults, is telling kids, because that kids innately say how they feel. It's beautiful. And then we go, shh, be polite. Shh, don't say that. We dim them. If you are uncomfortable, child or adult, you are allowed to step away from something. You are allowed to take as much space as you need. You're allowed to not engage in something that feels wrong to you. You don't ever have to hug anybody if you don't want to. Yeah. Give me a hug is weird. That's a weird thing to say. Give me a hug. Like that's not, you know, if two people hug each other, they hug each other. Like it's like, (laughs) that's a hug. Yeah. No, we live in this society. It's like override what makes you feel comfortable to make everyone else feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because then that's how you keep the trap shut. 
Yeah. And the cycle of like no one really being happy mm-hmm. going. And it's such a shame because everybody has a capability of living a life that's just like true to them. Yeah. But they're all scared. We're trying to get there, but we're... That's yeah. the goal of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all so scared to just be who we really are and not even... And that's so silly. I know. Because there's so many fucking weirdos on this planet. Be individual and celebrate it. Like, that's just so dumb. I'm trying to still not smile as much because that's not my true... Like, sometimes oh, I'm happy and sometimes... Oh, I see. I don't so feel like smile when smiling. you didn't want to smile? Yeah, a lot uh, of the time. Oh, yeah. That's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. And I'm trying even in pictures. It's hard to not smile when everyone else is smiling in a picture. Yeah. But like... And maybe it's, you know I always what? think of a happy thought that for makes women me smile. too. Really? In a picture. Cause I, I like smiling in pictures. It's straight face. Just doesn't look right on me. No, but. I seen some of your bathroom. Selfies. Oh, those. Yeah. Those, I guess. So, but there, that's like real. Like when I, if I'm laying on the floor in a bathroom, that's how I'm looking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not just laying there smiling. Oh, I'm yeah, no, contemplating I'm some that. shit. That's true. Like I'm talking about, yeah, I guess if I take photos with people, like I don't want to be like, mm. I know, I know. But sometimes that's how I really feel. <laughs> well, and if that's how you really feel, then you should do it. Yeah. And that, well, Corinne and I don't do meet and greets anymore. Uh, partially, our agents were like, you got to stop. You're too accessible to people and you got to like, you know, and it, it was exhausting emotionally. But also I, I was happy when I felt so terrible. I felt so bad. I'm like, that is so, I felt like cruel that we weren't doing them anymore because we wouldn't, you know, our agent was like, oh, you could charge extra. I'm like, I don't want maybe down the road if we're doing a venue that's so big we can't possibly see everybody but it just feels like such a dick move because the audience is how you people show up to your show is why you get to do what you do and why you get to be an adult child as a living and um but then uh when steven and i broke up i just i i did not hide my feelings at all i'm like fuck this i don't want to say hi to shit i don't want we're staying in the room i'm just gonna cry after the show and it was great because that's just how i felt and it's how i wanted to react and then that's how I actually reacted so they matched up for the first time in a while (laughs) that's amazing and that they say like a lot of times heartbreak is to break our heart open into more light it did and as and as raw um, as hell yeah and as upsetting and raw as it is all of this this whole journey is about being more and more yourself and true to your feelings so it put you in a place where it's like you don't have the energy to be fake at all you couldn't I couldn't even fake it yeah 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 no it's and I feel it's uh, heartache is a very sad but beautiful feeling. It's very it makes you feel very alive, but it's so like just going to the depths of your own sadness is like, ooh, it's a wild ride. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm glad that I'm that I'm going through this, but man, it's. I don't, don't want to do it again. <laughs> well, plus with like, so we had the 8-8 Lionsgate portal last week and it went up until the new moon on Saturday. And I particularly, it's, it's for me, that portal, you know, the, the frequencies shifting is for us to just be more in alignment with us. Oh, that's good. And to cry when you want to cry and to scream if you feel like screaming and not to act out, but to just get to be who you are. Yeah. And I think those of us who really want to evolve are saying, no, seriously, fuck it. Like, this is me. If you don't like it, you can keep it moving like yeah I can't change me for you and yeah. vice versa and like I think a lot of us are just done shape-shifting into these other well <clears throat> our whole lives figures. we just let things slide I feel like I feel like for me I, I'm a people pleaser I let things slide I mean when Quinn and I were talking this earlier when we would go into meetings for t- possible tv shows I would just they I would let people kiss my ass and I wouldn't say but now the first thing I say when I sit down in a meeting is like look uh, if someone, if you're gonna water our shit down, I don't want to fucking be on TV. Like I don't, I don't want to waste either of our times 
let's cut to the chase. You know, and I'm just, and it's just, I'm saying what I actually feel and what I want to say, and it's just, wow, way better. Well, with that, and then in any aspect of your life, if you're just yourself and saying how you actually feel, you'll vibrate and match to the people that are actually in alignment with your mission. Yeah, yeah. If you pretend to be something else and do the people pleaser, you get shit. Yeah, well, it's like, well, in a sense, you're being shit too because yeah. you think that's what other people want. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, then you can always tell when you see somebody else do it. You're like, I know what you're doing. I'm guilty because I do of it. it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're all guilty of it to an extent. And I've just, I've had enough because it's so exhausting pretending to be happier than you are. Yeah, or whatever. And like for me, yeah. and, and I'll share this. I won't go too deep into it. But like, I've been heartbroken since my last breakup, which was a long time ago. And there was so much shame I had around the fact that like it makes you feel weak to still care about something. Oh, I know. When everyone has these algorithms of like, oh, you dated for this long, then multiply it by this and divide it by this. Who and that's cares? when and, and eventually well, even like a week and a half ago, I go, you know what? I'm still fucking sad about it. And I'm fucking allowed to be. And it's not the even sadness about will come and go. And just because you're sad about it now doesn't mean you're gonna be sad about it for in like, an hour. You're not constantly sad about it, but sometimes you wanna Ex- go there. Sometimes I'll put on, oh, I discovered the saddest song I've ever heard in my entire life. About, I can't even talk about it without crying, but it it's like exactly how I feel about the Steven breakup. And I, I listened to it last night because I was what like, I it? just want to cry. I, I forget. I'll, I'll look it up uh, after this, but it's, it's basically like, oh, you're giving up on me, which I did, but in a way that I had to, but it was like, I just want to cry and just yeah. feel it and just wail like a baby and then smoke weed and take a nap. And that's what I did. And it was fucking amazing. <laughs> Amen. I love you. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying is like, and and a lot of times I'm guilty of using my breakup as a way to just feel my feelings. Cause I think often mm-hmm. I'm still really just upset about when I was two or three or four mm-hmm. and got emotionally abused by a parent and all these things that I still have yet to process. I know usually Do it's about you feel about like you that. feel bad for your child self? That's how I feel sometimes. I feel bad for young Christina, but that's the a, that's a terrible mindset because young Christina was, you know, she just didn't know what was happening. Like I feel so bad for that kid. Is that do you is that how you feel when you think of your you as a kid? Well, it's almost like she's still here and I'm confusing the very present 3-year-old or 4-year-old or however year old mm-hmm. with me. And that's where it gets to be too much is when I'm at this age beating myself up for still feeling like the abandoned three-year-old and what shifted is I was like, I'm allowed to, it doesn't make me weak to, to be so upset over whether it's my childhood or an ex or whatever, an mm-hmm. ice cream that falls on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like you're allowed to be upset about what you're actually upset about. And that's why we need to start not taking in other people's opinions of what we should care about and the way we should navigate our lives is because yeah. only, you know, your your own feelings and what feels right and you get to express them and follow them and it's okay if people disagree with you or you everyone just wants to be who they are and a lot of us women and men but it's like we're still ashamed to even be as angry as we are at times Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to just be like these um smile be happy be agreeable and I'm just like because you don't want to be a bitch or look like an asshole and I'm just like dude sometimes I'm an asshole yeah yeah like the, the cat's out of the bag. Sometimes yeah. I'm a huge cunt. Yeah. Okay. There you go. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like we're, we're all those sometimes. Exactly. We're all all those things. No one is one straight line. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny because I think when I get into fights with people, they're almost, 
you know, it's like, oh, shocked. And it's like, what are you shocked about? That I'm a healer, but also can get angry? Like, that makes me more of a healer. Yeah, yeah. If I were pretending to be this always nice, gentle thing, then the alarm bell should be going off. Yeah, because then then there's something bubbling up underneath that's going to explode eventually. Yeah, that's when the knife gets pulled in the kitchen. Yeah. You know? And not to cut tomatoes, people. Okay? (laughs) I'm so dorky. No, I love what you're saying. And um, I'm sorry the breakup. I mean, I I guess I knew it would be hard, but I didn't know exactly. Yeah. Can you tell me some details about it that without giving me too much? Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I, uh... Because I know you I both just wasn't, and love you both. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I love Steven so much. But uh, he wasn't. I, I, I toy between being honest. I don't want to make him look bad, but it's also how I feel. So I'm always like, Ugh, such a hard balance. I know because I really don't want to. My intention is not at all to give anybody a negative like reputation. By you don't have to say anything if you don't <clears throat> no, want to. But, but I'm like, I do want to talk about it because it's how I feel. But um. Uh, it's, I sensed a, when I met him, I was 23 and broke and he was, how old was he? 29 or 30. He was 30 and he was doing music videos. He wasn't broke at all. He was doing okay. And then, uh, and then when the dynamic shifted in our relationship and I became successful, I just sensed bitterness towards him and it broke my heart because it's like, you mean bitterness from him, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. From him towards me. Yeah. And he would just kind of snap and he was stressed out. But he, you know, I don't know. I, I'm at the stage in the breakup where I I can see all the things that didn't work and that I'm not I'm not supposed to be with Steven. I know that's true. It's so sad to say. But I he loved me so much. Like the way he loved me, how much he loved me, how supportive he was and how much he just, he just, he loved the fuck out of me and that was i i just i really cherished that and i miss that a lot and i miss being loving towards somebody i love being a girlfriend i love like just kissing someone in the morning i just i love that i mean i don't know who doesn't but um so i i think but you know i would want i wanted to buy a piano uh, it's like one of the last straws in my head i wanted to buy a piano he would give me shit for buying things with my own money and I would want to buy. I wanted to buy a piano, and he. I talked about it with him a little bit, and then I met up with my manager, and then I saw this piano store like right outside his door. I'm like, oh my god, it's a sign! I'm gonna buy a piano, and I was so happy. Like my heart was like, oh, I'm so excited. Like I used to play as a kid. Like I just want this is like good for my soul. I just want like to do something for just me. That's not like I put it on the internet. It's just like, but it's a creative outlet that I could express myself. That's not comedy. All these reasons that I wanted a piano. And I was so proud of myself that I could buy one. Like I had negative money in my bank account for from uh, when I graduated college in 2010 up until three years ago. I would have so I mean, I was so broke that I couldn't even like hang out with my friends and be relaxed because I was so on edge about how no money I had. And it just was such a big deal to me. And I was so proud of myself for that. And uh and I texted him and he was and he just got so mad at me and he was like, can we can you not right now? Can you not? And I just my heart. I felt my heart break when he said that because I was like and I knew in my head I said to myself, I'm like, if he tries to be a dick about this, because it's not an, a thing of like, I'm going to play while he's working. It's not like that's just not it at all. It's but if he acts like I th- how he think he's going to act, it's done. And that was one of the big things. 
I, I and I the day I got the piano was like <laughs> I like miss it when I leave. Like I'm so glad I did that, but you know, you can't be around somebody that hinders you like that. I I completely hear what you're saying because once again what people want the most is freedom to be their self. Yeah. And as much as you love someone or are scared to lose them, if that relationship is hindering you from getting to be free, yeah. then it'll never be worth it. Yes, you have to make some compromises, obviously, in relationships. But I wasn't doing that for him either because when he was negative, I was always trying to cheer him up. But it's like, maybe he just wants to be fucking sad. Like, that's okay. You you can't we give up something like a piano. For, it's it, A piano is too close to someone's soul. It's making music. It's expression. And, yeah. and yet, who knows what was going on? You know, because once again, I don't know him very, very well, yeah, but I, mean, I always he, really like Steven. And so who knows on the deepest level what was going on? But I think he's a good man. And who knows what the future holds? But no matter what. Well, yeah. No matter what. Yeah. You are meant to be free and just keep going deeper and deeper because you're a very spiritual person as yeah. well. And I feel this type of freedom that I have not felt ever in my life. Yeah. And it's like lonely doing it, but it's lonelier being in something where you don't really get to be your full self. Yeah. Well, it's heartbreaking to, to know that you're getting, you're like, I mean, to speak in your terms and I, and I like, this is the only way I can even think to put it. It's like, you're, you're dimming my light. Yeah. You're dimming my light. You're deflating my sail. And I asked all my, the people that were close with me, I asked my mom, I said, does Steven take away my happiness? And she's like, yeah. And, and Everybody that I'm close to that I love deeply, I asked them that and they all said yes. And I knew it was true. That's why I asked them. And uh, it was, this is just the worst day of, I mean, not worst day of my life, but because it was the first day that I really like stood up for myself and we're like, you know what? You're on your own, kid. I got I to gotta be on my own and I'm going to figure this out by myself. And um it was good, but it was hard. It was very hard. Well, I'm proud of you because so many people are terrified of being alone. So instead, they stay in things that yeah are also which to me that's so much worse. Oh, so, I agree. So it wasn't. It would have been harder for me to stay with him because that just goes against that. I I could sense myself being grossed out by him, but it's because it got that long, that bad in my head that was my fault of like I stayed with him a little longer because when you're in a relationship for that amount of time seven years is so long like it's it's not a decision you think one day you're like okay and then you do it like I was thinking about this for a while and we had broken up for like a day twice already yeah so it's like I just my body cannot take being near you in a relationship yeah because I know that that's cheating myself out of a good life which is so sad and our bodies are so intelligent. So yeah. if your body is feeling I wasn't uncomfortable, attracted. yeah, that you have to my, listen I to my, it. Okay, this is this is. Uh, I thought my vagina was broken, and I just accepted that. And I was like, I guess I'm just not horny. I'm just not. But it's because I knew my body, my brain couldn't make the decision, but my body. And then I started seeing somebody immediately after, and oh my god, the sex was just incredible. And I was like wow, my brain couldn't make the decision for me because it was too crowded. But my body was like, oh no, we know what's good for you. And I, I was like, that is so fucking cool. Thank God for our bodies. That's when I got engaged when I was um, 24, I started having panic attacks right mm. away because Ooh. I couldn't yet um, 
admit to myself that it was over because I was so close to him and we were quote unquote best friends. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also, we were only having sex like once every three weeks. Yeah. Like, and it was always kind of like a chore feeling. And, um, and look, a lot of you are listening. Do not feel guilty if you're still quote unquote stuck in something and can't get out. Like yeah. so many of us beat ourselves up for wanting, because we're like, Oh, I can't get out of this yet. Or you're at where you're at for a reason. Just keep going and don't ever give up on yourself. I will say the worst part about the breakup was saying it to him and then watching his eyes as he realized it's done. That was that was my biggest fear. And that was uh, that's the um, the only other moment I've ever had in my life like that was when I held my childhood cat as as I got him put to sleep and I felt his body. I, I felt his body die. I felt him die. I I saw that light go away out of his eyes. And that taking away his joy that was not that I, you know, I ultimately realized that I'm not responsible for it. But like that was the scariest thing I, I've ever seen ever in someone's eyes. But good for you. I'm sure you were terrified to quote unquote break the news to him, right? But like yeah. on a deep level, I'm sure he already knew it was ending and you have to do what's right for you. If you're living, and I know you already know this, but living for someone else because you're scared of letting them down, it helps no one. Yeah. So good for you for like making that decision. I know it hasn't been easy, yeah. um, but you're obviously going to come through. It's the right through. decision. A hundred percent. At least I know that. Like I have, I can rest and he, t- one of the emails he had sent me, his parents, he told me his parents said like that, yeah, I, we saw it coming and that made me feel better because I'm like, okay, so I'm not, cra- I don't, I just don't want to feel responsible for like ruining this guy's life. Too like, much pressure. Yeah. Well, I think, but I put that on myself too. He didn't necessarily ask that of me. I think and your parents did that I, a lot 100%. too. hundred percent. So you're still carrying like the weight of the world and it's mm-hmm. just too much. Like you're allowed to just. Yeah go through it for you right yeah, now. Yeah, and if and if and if it hurts somebody in on the way, it's like, "Why well, I, I know that I don't mean to do that." So it's but that's life. When I called off the wedding to that guy, Ugh. I felt that thing of like I just ruined another person's life and it's yeah. just not true. It's yeah. like no you one has that power them because that They don't want to end up with someone who's not fully you know passionately in love with them. We all deserve the most intense, amazing ride or die romance. Mm-hmm. And if a person is undecided about you or it, it, trust me, it's not good for either one. Yeah. And that's, that's my whole thing of like Such closing your legs. It's like, you don't have to do it. You guys, it's, you're in charge of your vaginas and penises. But like at the end of the day, I think we all need to make, whether you're a man or a woman, we need to start making people each other mm-hmm. earn it. And it's not like earn it. It's more of like, um, you earn me and I'll earn you. You know, like let's both put in the actual work, but it's this impulsivity control. Like patience and time are really incredible qualities. They're the hardest rare. ones. So rare. But that's what real I mean, think about a harvest, like a farmer. You just, you know, you tend to your soil, you you plant the seeds, and you know, even if you can't see them that that they're there. Yeah. But it's really, really hard to have faith. So a lot of us just wanna to bury our pain or whatever yes and it's like i i'm really forcing myself to try and get used to 
not seeking out immediate gratification, whether it like, that's why I don't uh, investing in stocks, like a long-term investment game. I never, that was never exciting to me. I don't get that. Cause if I'm going to invest in something, it's going to be Bitcoin. I'm going to make 10 grand. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's, that's my personality. I feel like that's how a lot of people are because of everyone's opinions are on the internet now. And we could talk to that random girl from high school who has three kids now on Facebook. And it's just like, we're too connected and we're too, but yeah. it's not connected in a genuine way. That's going to help anybody. It's connected on the internet, which is fake. And so I feel like people are constantly seeking this immediate gratification. And I, I, I'm really trying to get that idea just out of my head that even wanting that. And I'm trying to just wean off of it because it takes time to wean, like you yeah. said, because when you're used to filling the void so quickly, if you go cold Turkey, you'll almost go into a real withdrawal. Yeah. So it's okay to just have the compassion as you watch yourself slowly. Because, you know, sometimes you're going to go, oh, man, that was immediate gratification. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're human. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, stand-up is immediate gratification. Oh, so I'll yeah. just get it from that. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's and a healthy form. I have a... Do you, do you mind helping answering? Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, okay. So this is um, an amazing listener. And it's so funny. She was like, can I ask a question for the podcast? And I said, yes, please. Just not too long. Because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I get ones that are so long and yeah. it's like. And I'm bad at reading out loud. So I'm like, just keep it short. Yeah. Okay. So here she goes. Um, I was just curious. Would you ever become pen, pal pen pals with a prisoner? If yes, would you want to talk to anyone or would you exclude certain people based off their crime? If no, what are your reasons or concerns that you might have for not writing someone who is incarcerated? I was just talking about that with Corinne. Really? There's organizations that connect you with prisoners that you can do pen pals. And I remember hearing about it a long time ago. I tried to Google it and then I just came up. It was only like dataprisoner.com. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. I want, because I want to write, I, want, I would love to be pen pals. Really? A hundred percent. Because I'm curious. Yeah. What's your life like? What is your day to day? What makes you sad? What makes you happy? Like, I mean, this is an extreme version, but we talked to Amanda Knox, who was in a prison for four years. And I'm like, what the fuck did you do? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I learned how to masturbate in prison. Wow. I'm, and I'm like, the, the kind of, I mean, Pete, there's so many people in <laughs> I prison. She was going to say I learned how to like three speak, speak three languages. No, I mean, she already knew how to speak three languages. She was very smart. She is very oh. smart. She's like, I yeah. watched the documentary on her a year ago the one on netflix oh yeah yeah um and i love the way they handled it because it was very up in the air mm -hmm. it was not I, I love things like that where yeah. you get to feel into it was a proper crime documentary yeah yes. yeah <laughs> i don't know i said yas i said yas, it like that yas. but um but i think that's interesting i would love to well what, what do you think i i guess it depends because when i heard pen pal i immediately went to like an a romantic uh capacity which oh, i see i don't think she pen pals are romantic at all yeah so like pen pals um, are just like would i just write to someone in prison Maybe I don't really like. I to want them to reach out first because I don't want to be like, I know I'm out in the free world, but I just wanted to write you a letter. <laughs> Are you okay? Like the fucking person's in prison. I'm just also busy. Like I'm not trying. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it depends. It yeah. really depends on the situation. Um, it totally depends. If there was like a a real big case of injustice where someone was wrong for wrongfully imprisoned, mm. um, and Kim Kardashian did this for a woman where she yeah. helped get her release because she was wrongfully put in prison, I would love to help people um, who have been put there 
um, because the system's pretty fucked up. So maybe even someone who got put in jail for like marijuana, which is oh ridiculous. my god, petty drug crimes. There's so many men and women incarcerated yeah. for that bullshit. But would I ever be one of those girls that like you know like there's a there will be a guy who like murders his wife and then girls are like trying to date that dude? Like yeah, obviously not that. Yeah, you no. know, I mean that that's no. an extreme though. That's a that is an extreme. But yeah, pen pal with someone in prison totally depends I just on think the crime. letter writing is a lost art. It totally is. And I'm like, well, if you're in prison, you have time to write letters. <laughs> and if I'm receiving a, per- a letter from a person in prison, I will respect, I, I will revalue the fact that I am not in prison, but I'll also have empathy and, and be, cur- be curious about like, what is your life like? What do you, how do you, what makes you tick? How is it different? How, what do you like? What do you not like about prison? Yeah. I just want to know. And it's like letters. So it's, it's just there's something beautiful about the I started keeping a diary recently because I'm like oh, I'm gonna write this down and no one's gonna read it this is beautiful no there is something beautiful about handwriting something um yeah so I don't know it really depends on the case for me but um I'm not opposed to it but I'm also not like yeah like let's do you know letters to prisoners yeah yeah it, it really depends but obviously if it were for a crime like pedophilia um, yeah. or murder or something, I personally, I'm not saying that they don't deserve human contact or the right connections. For me, I don't think I would go into that territory because it just yeah, it would scare me or something. Yeah, and plus they'd have your address. Yeah, and it's well, like... I'd probably get a P.O. box. Yeah. Just to be safe. True. If I'm writing a letter to anybody like that I don't know in person. This is where we start the prisoner pen pal organization. Over yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. I it, smell a new podcast. Just yeah, kidding. right. Um, well, that could actually be a fascinating one. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so I hope that answers it. I think. I think it does. We were pretty open about it. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so let's say, first of all, Oh, yeah. We, do you know we already did like 49 minutes? Oh, can, I, can I pull some cards for you? On, oh, okay. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to, how is I just like step on my own cord? Okay. So I'm going to pull some cards for Christina, but anyone who's listening, you can take in this message as well, because sometimes I'll just read for er- anyone listening. So this is for Christina, but please take in the message because there's a reason why it's happening while everyone can hear it. So, okay, so I'm going to have you pick three. You, you don't have to necessarily shuffle. You can just kind of like spread them out. And then the three that speak to you will do. And this is my deck. It's called Art Through the Eyes of the Soul Oracle. It's one of my favorite decks. It's very Druid influenced. It's like a Celtic kind of feel to it. Um, it's one of my favorites. So for those of you who are looking for different decks. Okay. Well, I love this one in the middle because it is become your own sovereign and the goddess sovereignty sovereignty however you would say that okay um and this is perfect for you because this is a time where you're really learning that you're your own sovereign Mm -hmm. you are a goddess you are so connected to your higher self and you've always been very very sensitive and oh yeah (laughs) not everyone loved it at first right because you were picking up on things that people didn't necessarily want to hear even about themselves Mm. But now you get to go deeper and hear your own truth. And I love how easily how easy it is for you to cry right now. Mm-hmm. Seriously. It means that you're just so in touch with your emotional compass. So mm-hmm. this is like, look, only you know your truth. Become the one that you can depend on. You can still have support systems and communicate to people, but you know what's up. You know what's going on. Yeah. And the more you can like sit in your throne, wear your crown, which is a big theme coming in for a lot of us as the divine feminine Mm. comes in for both men and women. It's like you're allowed 
to there's a difference between confidence and cockiness oh yeah you're allowed to be confident you're allowed to own it and here you are this like brilliant beautiful funny woman who's very successful like you're allowed to just go yeah, through your life being like it. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly well that's good and then very similar it's um okay i'll read the the top part it's lady of the lake and i'm all about mermaids um find and hold your own power mm. So I think in the past, you had to give away your power. You had to play small as a way to stay safe, right? Mm. And and also when you look a certain way, it's like you get treated like a little girl mm-hmm. a lot, you mm-hmm. know, which is something that I can relate to as well. And it's like, you're allowed to be a quote unquote bitch if yeah. that's what people think. But what it really is you holding your power. right? And she's holding the sword. It's like the sword of truth. It's like... It's okay if you're not liked by everyone as long as you like yourself. And you're just starting to come out more and more about how you're actually feeling. And you're not giving as much of a shit. You kind of said this about when you go into meetings now. And I'm sure Corinne does the same thing where it's like, this is who we are. This is what we have to offer. If you don't like it, that's okay. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a fuck you. But like, I don't want to water myself down you don't want to water your vision down so like let's just be on our way and I think you're really learning that that's okay not everyone has to like you and ultimately it's going to get you really in touch with the right people romantically career-wise friendship-wise the more you just get real because even in comedy right sometimes you feel like you have to be nice to someone if they're a comedian too yeah you don't never be mean yeah but you don't have to fuck with some people yeah that's okay yeah you know, some people vibe more than others. And this is about you just being like, true to you. Yeah. Be who you are. That's and, very appropriate. And obviously mermaids are real. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, okay. Bring peace to troubled waters. Interesting. The emergence of Celtic white Tara. Oh my God, the outfit she's wearing kind of looks like a KKK outfit. Oh yeah, that does look real. Yeah, it's not well. The top part that the the way her robe is draped is very beautiful and like Greek, but that top part doesn't look like KKK hat. Well, you know what's so funny? It's like even the same with like the Nazi symbol. The Nazi symbol was taken from. Uh, it's a Native American symbol meaning what? harmony. Yeah, no way. So a lot of times, are you these, serious? Yes. What a bummer oh how pissed with the native americans of course well a lot of these like um hate fueled groups take things that meant other things and they kind of like yeah it sucks because um isn't well isis is that that was a goddess but is that why they took that name i think it ended up being um the acronym for something else okay but i also don't think it's a coincidence yeah yeah because it's it's another way that we have buried the goddess yeah, uh, yeah because goddess often represents the primal energies these quote-unquote darker forces people are very afraid of goddess like that there's a sexual primal thing to it the divine masculine has a sexual thing too but there's something about it's almost like howling at the moon it's that mm. energy and people are scared of really allowing their subconscious to come out what are, what am I truly attracted to? What are my real thoughts? Mm. And it's funny that we're talking about this because bringing peace to troubled waters, it's almost like in your waters, the waters within, bring peace. Allow yourself to just be who you are. If you're mm. feeling hateful, if you're feeling annoyed, jealous, happy when other people are sad, like whatever yeah. it is, you're just allowed to like kind of coast in the water a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to just be who we are. And also... When possible, because we, you know, when we get into dramatic situations, like we want to blame a side, 
also kind of taking yeah. a step back and being like, look, we're all co-creating this together and everyone has their own perspective in this. So when you feel wronged, the other person probably feels wronged. And it's just kind of almost like taking a little bit of an impersonal stance, like flying above and being like, okay, I obviously feel this way, but this person feels their way. And they're entitled, yeah. And they're entitled to it. doesn't mean you make up. It doesn't mean you don't make up. But just kind of being like, look, it doesn't have to be this big fight. We can navigate, you know, when I say we, it's like the collective. We can navigate differently. Mm -hmm. We can just be like, you know what? Do you. I'm going to do me. We can either kind of, it's we're either going to align on the path or go in different directions. It doesn't have to be this big dramatic thing like we all really on the deepest level want the best for each other because we all want to thrive abundance is real if we just all start actually listening to our guts i know and not fall into the illusion of 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 competitiveness and lack as if there's just not enough for everybody exactly so untrue and there's this like quote where it's like let the dead bury the dead too Mm. it's like once again karma doesn't pay you to do her work so like all you have to do is go within do your work. And if someone's really still being a huge asshole or cunt, they're going to hit their walls anyway. You don't have to be the one exerting your energy yeah. to like bring justice upon them or whatever we tell ourselves. Like, just do you. It's already a lot of work to be uh, irrevocably yourself. So much work. <laughs> yeah. So just like, it's like, yeah. So so this is saying, bring peace to troubled waters. Just be okay. yourself and allow you to be who you truly are. Well, I will. Hell yes. <laughs> and thank you for coming on. I mean, Thanks Christina took New Jersey Transit to visit yeah, me. Yeah, I got on for free. I'm so flat. That's amazing. Yeah. How'd I, you get on? He just didn't charge you? Well, I got. I usually I buy the I have the app so I could buy it, but I forgot my password and it wouldn't let me. They kept like the app wasn't working, so I had my money out. But I was like, and he's like, oh, I'll come back to you, and then he never did. But I get. I like. I also have um, weird luck like that. That's amazing. Yeah. Like if something, I don't know, I get like weird stuff for free a lot, but I don't ask. I'm not like. Good karma. You know, those people that are like, you're going to give this to me for free. And then the person gives it to them for free. And like, whoa, I don't do that. I'm just like, hi. And then I. Yeah. You know, I don't know. No, I do. I I believe in karma. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Well, it's like what you put out into the universe comes back and you're a very good person. Thanks. I try. So good things come to you. And I think it's just the start. I think you have a lot more. Absolutely. You have a ton of good things coming for you. So and uh, where can people find you? Oh, man. Uh, Online. (laughs) uh, All my social media is Christina Hutch, but it's K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A. And guys, we fest Saturday, August uh, 18th. My Hell mom's yeah. gonna be there. My dad, my not my dad, but my brother, my mom, Kate, Woo! Corinne, everybody, and also check out her and Corinne's guys. We fucked podcast. Oh, yeah. You probably already have heard of it or listened, but Spotify, if not, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that shit. Check it out. And for me, um, Saturday I'll be there, and then Dragon Sorcery. The next one is the 29th at seven o'clock. Um, promo Dragon for ten dollar tickets. Check out my album 1111 check out labia game if you haven't and you can follow me at the kate wolf on twitter and instagram oh and if you want a healing email me kwolf 2f's 27 at gmail.com yeah and thank you guys so much for listening thank you christina thank you bye